Welcome to the Atlanta Startup Podcast. This is Lisa Calhoun, and I am general partner at Valor Ventures. And today we're going to dive into the world of healthcare startups with Angela Fusaro. She's a doctor here in town, and she is the founder and CEO of Physician 360. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lisa. Happy to be here. Well, People don't even know what Position 360 does, but all of my friends and I have been running to the pharmacists and doing our COVID-19 serum tests. So I think you should jump right in. Tell us what Position 360 is all about. Absolutely. So Position 360 is essentially a virtual health clinic. And we've created this virtual health clinic by combining lab tests with on-demand telemedicine consultations for uh, simple medical illnesses. So the stuff that you otherwise would have gone to an urgent care for, um, things like strep or flu, and as you mentioned, now coronavirus. So essentially now a patient is able to have a rapid test performed, interact with a doctor, and receive a treatment prescription um, all without leaving either the comfort of their couch or if they're standing within the pharmacy of one of our pharmacy partners, all in less than 30 minutes with a one-stop experience. And for people who haven't experienced telemedicine before, is that, a, is that different than current telemedicine options? So there are a lot of telemedicine platforms, and especially now with um, COVID-19 in the setting of the pandemic, lots of um, healthcare providers have moved to virtual visits. But one of the things that makes us really unique is, again, the combination of using uh, lab testing when possible so that we can maintain diagnostic accuracy. So using that lab testing in conjunction with the consultation. It's, I, I feel like our, one of our biggest values is that for the patient, we're connecting all of the dots. And so they're truly able to avoid in-person visits because we have provided them um, in a virtual way all of the same patient journey that they would have experienced. I know that impressed me a ton when we met last year because I seem to always get strep or flu once a year, maybe once every couple of years, but I don't like taking the entire day to chase it down, to go to the doctor, to get the whatever lab results needed to be done and also go to the pharmacy. Um, so how much time does it take for a patient using Physician 360 now to sort of get that diagnosis, but also maybe treatment plan, pharmacy visit? What, how much compression of time is there really? Our brand promise is that you can go from purchase of one of our uh, telemedicine kits to prescription for treatment uh, in less than 30 minutes. So, you know, a process that otherwise, as you just described, may have taken days or, depending on where you live, weeks to get an appointment, um, missed time at work, you know, having to pull your kids out of school, now ideally can be done in a 30-minute 30 30 minute window. You know, one of the things I also was really impressed by is how you focus on common conditions, things that really drive a lot of our doctor visits, you know, UTIs, anemia, things like that. Um, Tell us a little bit more about what inspired you. This is a really practical solution. What made you decide to do it? One of my personal mission statements is about uh, helping and empowering the everyday person. So, you know, we focus on 
conditions that are quote unquote simple, but they also tend to be the conditions that are the most disruptive for, for all of us, right? So moms who are trying to take care of their kids and also work or young professionals who, um, you know, are trying to get to the gym and can't, you know, miss a day. And so uh, that is part of why we tend to focus on these, um, again, quote unquote, simple conditions. Um, it was those people that I was seeing every day in the emergency department. So that's where my professional journey started. I am an ER doctor. And obviously, in an emergency department, we're taking care of really sick patients. So those who have things like heart attacks and gunshot wounds. But I was also taking care of um, patients who had really simple conditions. And I would always wonder to myself, well, why are they not seeking care in these better alternatives? Why are they not going to an urgent care or to their primary doctor? And as I started to do a deeper dive, I understood that the, the challenge was that there was a deficiency in each of these alternative uh, care places. So perhaps the, the office was only open during, you know, regular business hours. And that wasn't a convenient option for, again, for the everyday person who, who works. And, or perhaps they have a high deductible health care plan. And going to an urgent care for something even as simple as a UTI was going to cost $300. Or, so we realized that all of these alternatives um, had a gap. And so that was our vision. Our vision was we can eliminate all of these gaps by connecting the dots. And we can bring, you know, into one simple, convenient, affordable process um, the ability for the patient to get tested interact with a medical professional and treated um, all on their terms. So that, that was the inspiration. It was how do I help the, the needs of the world, all of the quote unquote everyday people who are just trying to live their life, uh, not get totally derailed by something like a sore throat. So what's it like being a startup founder who is an emergency room doc? I mean, are there new skills? Was this hard? Is this super easy to recommend it to every ER doc? Oh gosh. Um, so it's interesting. I first of all, being a founder, obviously, anyone who says it's not hard is lying. It's it's incredibly difficult. Um, I do feel, in some ways, like I have been at least emotionally prepared for the highs and lows because I have survived other things in my life, like residency, which was also um, a roller coaster. There are definitely translatable skills from emergency medicine. So I feel like in that clinical role, I became an expert in making really consequential decisions with incomplete information. And uh, quite honestly, that's a lot of what you do as a founder, especially in an early stage. Um, the company is constantly evolving. There's a lot of pivoting. And so um, being comfortable with that degree of ambiguity and making decisions that are consequential when perhaps you don't have every part of, of the formula in front of you. So that, that for sure has been helpful. But it has definitely been, uh, it has definitely been an adventure. I think the other thing too I'll say about emergency medicine in particular that that really helped as it relates to Physician 360 is that that was the platform where I was able to see the need. So emergency medicine is this great uh, insight into the human condition. You see humanity's highs and lows. And I think it was in that, again, atmosphere that I was able to see where the need was and I could translate, again, innovation to, to target it. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that extreme insight that you carried that really inspired me to want to lead your seed round. I was like, you know, there are a lot of teledoc 
ideas out there. Some of them are successful. Some of them are wannabes, but you are truly fueling a platform that comes from your unique and very hands-on experience. And I think that really shows. Thank you. So what do you, where are you now in your startup journey? So we launched our platform um, in the latter half of 2018. And since that time, we have uh, grown quite a bit. So we are now um, fully functional in all 50 states. So, you know, there was that momentum of growing um, a, a clinical network that could take care of patients um, in a truly national capacity. Um, we have iterated our telemedicine platform itself so that there's definitely elements of that which create a seamless experience for, for the patient. Um, we're also able to leverage technology um, in a way that allows us to be, uh, you know, we can use predictive analytics, we can start to use AI as far as really, uh, you know, being uh, targeted in, in our treatment approach with, with each patient. And uh, in addition to the technology platform and the clinical network, we also uh, partner with pharmacies uh, throughout the country. And so if you think about when you're, when you're not feeling well, one of the places that you may end up um, is in a pharmacy and you might be looking for something like cough drops or throat spray. And um, it is a, an, it's also wonderful if you're in that environment already and then are able to, you know, again, get diagnosed and treated with prescription medication if that, if that was necessary. And so we partner with pharmacies to be able to get in front of patients at a time where they would need telemedicine most. And, um, you know, we have a network now of about 800 pharmacies throughout the country. So have really grown and scaled that network and those partnerships, which especially in the setting of coronavirus um, allows us to be on the front lines in many communities, uh, but especially the most vulnerable. So those communities that are in rural settings and truly don't have access to other, other options for care, we've been able to play a really meaningful role. You know, it's not a rural setting, but I'm going to tell you a fun story because it's just from last night. I was on our <laughs> weekly, I know it's weekly Kaufman Fellows Zoom call. And so VCs from all over the country call in and they share what's going on. It was about eight o'clock last night. And I was telling them that I knew that I was negative for COVID-19 because I had just taken my test from a local pharmacy and it was a Physician 360 test. And all of these VCs jumped on it and said, how do I get it? Tell me, you've got to share, you know, tell me more. And I said, no worries. I'll let you know where your local pharmacy is. And I thought, okay, I'll figure this out on the side. I'll tell them their local pharmacy so they can go get it. And there were no pharmacies in San Francisco and they felt so disappointed. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. That was a fun moment, but I'm like, hey, you're not in a rural or, you know, you're kind of far away, but hopefully some of the pharmacies in San Francisco will also be um, taking a look at some of the offerings. You're giving me a great enticing carrot. I can reach out to all the independent pharmacies that are in that area and let them know how disappointed their community was to not be a part of this experience. So. Oh, awesome. it's, it's quite true. I, mean, I, um, it was, I felt bad too, because I would have never mentioned it, you know, like a tease. It, I never would have mentioned it if I thought they didn't have access because 800 pharmacies is a lot. 
Um, but nonetheless, and they were, oh, price is no object. I was like, it's not expensive. You can do this anyway. So that was, that was kind of amusing. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what's going on now with Physician 360. What are you looking for to grow? What kind of talent are you trying to acquire? What kind of partnerships are most helpful for you right now in your journey? So as you can imagine, you know, with everything going on in the world, uh, with the pandemic, we have had quite an increase um, in demand for our products and services. And, you know, we're always looking for additional pharmacy partners. Um, So as we just described, you know, those those pharmacists are um, are our front lines. But, um, you know, part of what we're also doing is um, getting in front of them again, getting in front of the pharmacist in a strategic way. And so, you know, trying to work through major distributors and getting the message out to them in an efficient manner. So scaling our, our sales strategy um, so that that message and, you know, the need for that, for these products and services can get uh, out to as many pharmacists as possible in an efficient way. So tell me a little bit about the team at Physician 360. You're working in, is it 50 states now? What kind of a team of physicians and, and people are around you helping grow this platform? So we have a, uh, a core team uh, for Physician 360. My co-founder, um, Dr. Rob Laporte, is our chief medical officer, and he really handles um, everything that is uh, patient and provider focused. So he uh, is the captain, if you will, of our of our clinical team of all of the you know physicians and um, nurse practitioners and physician assistants that that we contract with to to service patients. Um, he makes sure that they are you know uh, up to date on medical protocols, which nowadays is is an ever changing and ever evolving um, target because there's just so much real time learning about about COVID nineteen. And um, we do have, also we work um, with a marketing agency here in town, Right to Market, um, who's been really instrumental in, again, helping us get our uh, message out to, to patients, to consumers, so that they know that this option exists for them and, and also to pharmacists. So when it comes to next steps for you, what are you most looking forward to right now? We have um, grown quite a bit here in the last couple of months, and so... I'm really looking forward to being able to expand my team a little bit, um, you know, bringing in some some talent who has experience and again, scaling a, a strategic sales approach. Uh, we are rolling out other clinical modules. And so um, when we can catch our breath from, from coronavirus and, and the testing that we're doing in that, uh, we will be coming out with, you know, not just uh, things like ear infection, but even looking at some testing that could involve um, other laboratory um, tests. So just excited about the fact that in the very near future, we have a clear path to being a fully comprehensive virtual health clinic. And that, that vision of patients never having to, you know, let's say go in person again, you know, uh, for, for something that could simply be avoided, it, it's achievable and it's, it, and it's within a vision, within a view. So you've been growing incredibly fast and what you're most looking forward to is continuing to grow really fast. Well, what I've, decided, well, what I've realized about all of this is, I don't know who, if, you've ever, if you've ever ran track, but 
Um, the 800 meter is the, what they call the longest sprint. So it's just, it's still short enough distance that you have to be at a sprint pace, but it's just long enough that it feels really, really hard to maintain that sprint pace. And that's what I feel like this company is like. It's the 800 meter because, um, you know, we've grown so fast, but there's just, there's still so much opportunity there and I know we're going to seize it. And so it just seems like this prolonged sprint, but I'm excited about it. What would you share with other founders who maybe looking a year back on your own journey, just the last year, you raised your seed round, you expanded into 50 states, you, I don't know, 10x your products, like all the different products that you have now. So what would you say to another founder like yourself a year ago? What kind of advice would you have given younger Angela? I think one of the probably biggest pieces of advice is to, to maintain resolve. Um, if you have a vision that truly delivers value, then you, you eventually will, will get to the point of being able to realize it. It's, it's something that I think a lot about now, especially in the setting of, of coronavirus. You know, there's, there's, so much, there's so many new entrants into this market. And um, because of that, honestly, there's a lot of noise. While there's so much opportunity, um, with that comes, again, this, the noise of, of everyone um, coming into coming into this space, and you know, one thing I realized is that when the dust settles, if you had a strong value proposition beforehand, you're going to have been accelerated by by all of the current events. And if you didn't, then you know, again, that transient interest that you're expressing will fall by the wayside. And so, I think that's probably what I would have said to myself, the, the me of a year ago, is there's going to be a lot of different. Uh, you know, twists and turns and crossroads and, and potential distractors. But at the end of the day, if you truly have a strong value proposition, it's, it's going to make it. Well, that's great advice. And tell me a little bit about what it's like starting a company and growing it in Atlanta. Has Atlanta been a tailwind or a headwind? How do you look at the strengths of the community or its weaknesses? Sure. So, you know, Atlanta, I love Atlanta. It is, uh, I mean, just personally, it's a wonderful place to be for a variety of reasons. Um, the affordability, the weather, um, the diversity, there's, there's so much that could be said here. And I think that plays into even how a, a founder, just their, their mental health, like I'm a happier person being in Atlanta. And so that allows me to be my best self, which allows me to show up in a great way for my company every day. I think as far as it relates specifically to, to the startup environment, I mean, we're in a, in a healthcare space and the ecosystem in Atlanta for, for healthcare, for medical technology innovation, it's just, it's so ripe. Um, you know, you have Emory University here, you have Morehouse, you have so many different, um, you know, uh, medical education uh, institutions, as well as just, you know, premier hospital delivery systems. So I, I think, for, for us, it's been wonderful. I also think there's a, what's the right adjective, a scrappiness to the, to, to the culture here. And I think that is the epitome of being a startup. There's just something about, again, diligence and, and being resilient. And all of that is embodied in, in the vibe here. So for us, it's been a great place to start the company and, and to grow. I completely agree with you about that scrappiness. It's one of the things I love about the community here. And it, it's just a, we get things done. End of story. Don't, don't need a lot of help going to get it done. I love yep. that. 
who are some of the people that stand out to you in Atlanta that you would say to other founders, hey, if you haven't connected with this person, here, here's some of the people that you'd recommend they connect with. There have been a few who have been just instrumental to me and to Physician 360. I'll start first by uh, giving a shout out to Charlie Getz. Uh, Charlie is a professor at um, Emory University Goizueta Business School, and he was just one of our, I'll say, first uh, champions and was really instrumental in guiding me, not only in the hard skills of you know, entrepreneurship, but at a time where I was making a pretty significant transition in my career, um, really helped me, helped me navigate that. Uh, there's... Um, I mean, obviously Valor, I, you know, Valor came into our world at a, at a really important time where, um, you know, you guys just give the, the perfect amount of, of guidance and autonomy. And I just have loved being able to, to grow um, under the loose, you know, supervision of, of Valor. It's been, it's been everything for, for the company, but also for me, in, you know, personally as, as a founder. Um, and then uh, John Luke at Right to Market. Um, he he's one of he's the you know the leader of Right to Market, the marketing agency that I mentioned earlier. Um, I I think that Right to Market is such a great company for for startups. Um, they really seem to understand the the marketing needs and um, of a, of a company at this stage. And he personally is just again such a in addition to being brilliant at what he does from the marketing perspective, just a great cheerleader for us. Um, proud of us in a way that makes him feel like an internal part of the team, um, even though technically uh, he's, he's not. So uh, I, I would give those three uh, a shout out. That's awesome. And thank you for those kind words on Valor. I really appreciate it. And I'm completely <laughs> blushing. I know a lot of people are going to want to follow up with you or maybe they just want a kit, you know? So um, yeah. what would you say to our listeners who may not be in Atlanta? First, how do they experience your service? Like, is it affordable? What are the barriers? I mean, if you think you have the flu or Corona or UTI or you want a birth control prescription or you, you, you name it, how does someone get involved in using your solution? Sure. So you can start at our website, um, physician360.co, and there you'll be able to see all of the types of offerings that we that we have. Um, the ones that are just consultations. So, like you're saying, if you need a birth control prescription, there's there's not necessarily a, a test that goes along with that. Um, so that's something that you can you know just initiate um, from the website through through our telemedicine portal. Uh, the, there's also on the website a, a pharmacy locator. And so if you wanted to see if you were located near uh, one of our pharmacy partners who would have some of these, these kits, uh, you could use that um, as a great starting point. And, you know, we have tried really hard to keep our price points uh, affordable. Again, even for, for patients who have insurance, if you have a high deductible plan, we recognize that you might easily be paying for this out of pocket anyway. And so, um, you know, most of our product services range from $29.95 to, you know, $69.95, which is, again, when you compare to what you would have experienced in another setting, um, really doable. So, uh, so yeah, I would, say, I would say start with the website. There's a lot of really valuable information there. 
Awesome. And if someone wanted to reach you, are you a LinkedIn person, a Twitter person? What's the best way to follow your, your story? Oh, I'm 100% a LinkedIn person. I don't, I don't have strong social media feelings um, outside of LinkedIn, but I do um, check into LinkedIn regularly and uh, post a decent amount of content about my personal experience and um, in the emergency department and then uh, the company's experience as we grow. So that would be great, LinkedIn. I'll never forget some of the videos of you I've seen on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I, t- I fully recommend her LinkedIn feed for anyone who's listening. It is a gasp and very educational. So thank you for that. Yeah. And also if no someone problem. has um, sales talent, I guess it sounds like you're looking for sales talent in particular, talent around scale and pharmacists. The website's the best place. Yes, they can reach out to me um, personally through my email, but all of that is, is um, you can access it through the website. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to have you back on the show in a few months for an update on your journey and how the growth is going. But Angela, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Lisa, for having me. The Atlanta Startup Podcast is produced by Valor Ventures as a service to the startup and investor community. We couldn't do it without the support of our sponsors, Atlanta Tech Park, the Global Innovation Center, and Right to Market, Atlanta's favorite tech and healthcare marketing firm. Please patronize these local companies with your business and visit them online for more info. And if you'd like to get your information on the Atlanta Startup Podcast or share a message with our listeners, visit us online and check out our affordable rate card. All advertisements here are tax-deductible donations to the Startup Runway Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit whose mission is connecting underrepresented founders to their first investor.